Hey, yo, 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 cut the music. Hey, yo, I interrupt your daily scheduled broadcast to let you know you're in the field with the track stars. This is one of the loudest hip-hop radio shows on the face of the planet. Yeah, it's about that time you already know. Turn the speakers up, man, it's time to start the show. Sean, Tanner, Ryan, Rogers, DJ Jeremiah. We bringing the heat, man, this joint be fire like, bruh, we in the field, we in the field, bruh, we in the field, we in the field, just put it in work, we raising the bar, you tuned in to the track stop. Yeah, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Reicher, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah, what's good? All right, this segment is sponsored by the official launch for crossover church atl y'all is going down in atlanta sunday 9 29 12 30 p.m man you do not want to miss this shout out to scott free shout out to everybody over there at crossover church atl who's making it happen man uh you guys have put in the work the effort and uh it's a good thing man so congratulations again to you guys and in the building man we got mark is it Selvi? Selvi. Mark Selvi in the building, man, with um, who's who put out the, the hit song at the church, man. How you guys doing, man? Bro? I'm doing awesome, man. What's up? Yeah, man? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, doing good. So you have uh, been making a splash with this song at the church, man. Tell us how it all got started. What's God doing for you uh, right now? Man, he's doing so much, man. Mm-hmm. Um, giving unto the God, man. Yeah. First, I want to thank you guys so much for having me, most definitely. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, man, I recorded this song back in 2013. Okay. And uh, just been working the record. Um, it's a hot song right now that is um, is really surprising me. Yeah. Um, like, again, I, I know it's nothing but the grace of God. Um, you know, I ran into Fred Jerkins, um, I want to say last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, he heard the record. And to hear it from Fred Jerkins, like, mm-hmm. hey, bro, <laughs> this song that you have, this is a hit. Yeah. So I was like, wow, I knew I had something. But it, it wasn't until I ran into him and, like, Darlene McCourt. Uh, Willie Moore Jr., you know, these type okay. of people and caliber people like, listen, you really need to work the record. Yeah. And um, I just uh, put my own money behind it, uh, fast and prayed about it, and God is doing numbers. Okay, so talk. so what is it actually doing? Where where are you seeing the most um, fruit? Um, Right now, the charts. Okay. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. You know, I look at the, the BDS sound scan. Uh-huh. And, you know, as a p- independent label, myself, Swisher mm-hmm. Entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, when I look at that in the top 500 right now, I'm like, like 83. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, OK, cool. It's climbing and I'm seeing this. Yeah, so it's, just, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's inspiring to me to con- continue to keep doing what I'm doing. You That's know what I mean? Awesome, like man. it's working. But um, it's picking up. Um, it's playing all through the country right now. OK. What was the vision behind Swiss Entertainment? Um, save while he tends to saving another. Oh, wow. Um, okay. You know, God gave it to me. Um, I think also, too, is cross-branding. Okay. Because when we hear the name Swisher, yeah. we <laughs> eat it, you know, immediately think about the cigar. Yeah. But you just got to learn how to cross, cross-market. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we live in this millennium now. Like, what is catchy? Mm-hmm. So when I prayed about, like, God, like, what do you want me to call this? Mm-hmm. And I always used to preach about being intentional. So, hey, we're saved. Yeah. While intentionally yeah. saving another. Yeah. And that can, you know, sometimes it may not be the word of God. It might just be, hey, you might just need some gas money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You might just need some book, some book bags mm-hmm. or something like that. But to mm-hmm. reach the people right where they are, just like Jesus did. Man, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. Yeah. What are some things that you see right now happening as your movement is taking off? What do you see God doing around you? Um, I see God opening up more doors. Mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, greater opportunities, mm -hmm. but also to learning that every opportunity is not my opportunity. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I see, I mean, I think it comes along with the territory, mm -hmm. especially when you have a hit record. Yeah. Everybody want to be a part of it. Yeah. Everybody's like, yo, 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 we can do this. With, but every opportunity is not my opportunity. Gotcha. But he's teaching me how to remain humble. Yeah. Uh, how to remain loyal. Continue to keep doing the same things that I was doing before. Uh, you know, and like you say, I, my eyes haven't seen. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe right now we're just stretching the surface. But it's just teaching me to remain humble. Um, quote unquote, not to get the big head. Yeah. You yeah. know, and just ride the wave and let God do Him. So I'm learning a lot, man. Uh, meeting a lot of different people and just praying for the spirit of discernment. Like, okay, God, is this you? Mm -hmm. Should I take this route? Uh, what is it that you want me to do? Mm -hmm. But like just the opportunities that are coming mm -hmm. and but just at the end of the day, understanding that every opportunity is not my opportunity. So what are some of these opportunities that you're getting? Uh, man, right now, um, I think I'm going to be performing at the Dub Awards. Okay. okay. Uh, so I look forward to that. Most awesome. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Dub Awards. Yeah. Hey, awesome. hey, hey, hey. Let's yeah. take them to church. Um, but, you know, the opportunity. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Shout out to uh, Pastor Ken Jones. Okay. Um, we had the opportunity to perform at the Fan Fest. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. Most definitely. We're going to tear that up. Yeah. Um, But, like, just different things, man. So much, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just some great opportunities, man. Um, some stuff should I stay independent should I sign with a major um, it's a big question right now yeah it is it is a big question question did you did, did you feel shot like two questions one what were you when you first heard it on the radio and then the second question is do you feel shocked that God is using this at this time because you told me a few yeah. minutes ago like it's an older record it is but for it to start climbing the charts and you recorded it and you said 13 2013 2013 wow so yeah um when i first heard it i was at home oh wow okay. laying in the bed <laughs> okay i was laying in the bed and i got a text message like hey your song is on the radio i was like my song no i take that back they're like hey you on the radio i'm like me so I ran to the car. I turned it on. I'm like, oh, I'm actually I'm on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> so I started screaming and yelling and everything. My daughter, she coming out downstairs. We in the garage. She's like, Dad, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> I'm like, the song is on the radio. The song is on the radio. Wow. Go get your mom. Go get your mom. Um, but, you know, it's an exciting feeling. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? We all, you know, dream for that day to hear your song playing on the yeah. radio like that. Um, also, too, oh, man. It's just... It's just an excited feeling, bro. Yeah. I think you yeah. really can't put it into words, you yeah. know. But the, since 2013 up to now, watching it do what it do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, just knowing that you have something. Yeah. yeah. Knowing that, like, okay, cool. I know this can go. Yeah. But just believing in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Believing. Even in 2013, yeah. like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm going to set this to the side. I know he's going to do something with him, yeah. but I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, but just um, believing in me. Yeah believing in me bro that's so it, key yeah. i was just gonna say that's key because we work with so many different artists that 
release stuff they work hard they invest in it and when you know you got a hit you know you got a hit right but sometimes it takes time for other people to realize you have a hit right and so for you to consciously make the decision that i'm gonna put my own money behind it and invest this and work this single mm -hmm. shows faith on your part which a lot of people don't often realize in this day and age they're like i recorded it yeah. i put it out there that's it but you gotta work a single so i would love for you to share what it meant for you to actually work your single and put your own money behind it like what did that look like working a single for me and this is what i advise any other artist okay and we we're just talking about this a second ago it doesn't take a whole lot you know i come from an area where i do give my tithes and my offering mm -hmm. or sometimes i may waste five or ten dollars on a four for four at wendy's mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? no, that's right you know i may yeah. waste i may waste Speak. money yeah. in other things that has no value but I just feel like if you, and most artists, you have a team of people around you, quote yeah. unquote, your homeboys or your friends yeah. or whatever. If you guys can say, okay, cool. When we get paid every other Friday, we're going to pull out a hundred bucks. Come on. Okay. And once you begin to do that, you do that, like say, say two months or so, mm -hmm. you come up with a thousand dollars or something. Mm -hmm. You can take that thousand dollars, put another five with it. That's mm -hmm. 15 mm -hmm. and grab you a nice radio promoter. Oh. At least for 30 days just to try. Hey, okay. Just to try. But at the same time, too, it's like getting that, that actual quality. Mm -hmm. Once you create a song, we majority of us have the in-house studio. Mm -hmm. We record the songs, mm -hmm. but then it's not mixed and mastered properly. Come on. Okay. So having that fun where you can invest in yourself, do some car washes, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. save money. It's not about how much you make, but it's about how much you save. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you have, let's say you, you you pulling songs off of YouTube and you're doing all this other stuff, but you have this one record that you want to work. Mm -hmm. Me personally, you can take my advice, but you can't. What I would advise you to do, take it to Patchwork, mm. where you know it's going to be mixed right. You know okay. it's going to be mastered right. Okay. okay, if you don't know me and I pulled up in a Honda Core, you might be like, oh, that's a nice Honda. But if you if I pulled up in a Rolls Royce Ghost, mm. you might be like, who is that? Mm -hmm. So when they have your song at the radio station and stuff and they see it, in immediate yeah. metabase yeah. hey mixed and mastered by password they automatically be like okay cool we know this record is ready to go oh, wow. yeah. you get what oh, I'm wow. saying wow. this is you, good stuff for, for some people that don't, don't know Patchwork is a known studio, studio. here in Atlanta mm -hmm. they mix down like every trap album from back Period. in the day to now how much is that though alright I know for one song you can get it mastered for 250 right. mm -hmm. unless the price didn't change but I know it's mm -hmm. 250 mm -hmm. so between a month and Two months, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you should be able to come up with two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. yeah, it's about investing in yourself. It's about investing in yourself. Good. Pull, pull fifty bucks. Pull seventy five dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's cool that you wasn't able to get everything that you wanted mastered, but if you believe in this one record, mm -hmm. put the money behind it. Yeah, put it behind it. Okay, invest in that. Okay, cool. Now you got great quality music. Yeah, mm -hmm. they'll listen to it now. They're not gonna yeah. send you back because it's not mixed and mastered yeah. properly. Okay, right. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got to learn how to work the record. Don't get off of it. You know how many times people you just say, we want to hear something else. We don't want to hear the church no more. <laughs> I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm going to burn your ears over at the church because I believed in it. Wow. I believed in it, okay? So with me believing in me, now beginning, I'm starting to see the fruits of it. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've seen everything yet, yeah. okay? But it's just all about believing in you. How much are you willing to sacrifice? Does your discipline match your dream? Mm. You have mm -hmm. to be disciplined. I have to drop the mic I, on I, that I, one. I would say another thing, too. Like, you 
are doing the groundwork and doing stuff in front of people. Mm-hmm. Whereas artists today, like a lot of artists today, is all online. You're doing online. And I'm sure you're probably doing yeah. online too. But you're doing the traditional way to promote a record by going to the places, performing. You're doing all this stuff. Yeah. So now you're seeing the the fruits of your labor because you was out in front of people performing. Exactly, bro. And then, like, you told a story about um, Fred Jerkins, who's a great producer who, who worked with Dark Child Entertainment, saw you performing this song and was like, bro, you got a hit on your hands. Hit. And you, you, need, you need to do something with it. Right. So I'm saying that to people, like, I think we're in the internet age where everybody want to do everything online. It's like, no, the old school, traditional, perform your record. Somebody is going to hear that record and give you more and more advice to help you go further right and i feel like too and my partner finesse and he'll, he'll tell you too like i tell artists um john legend and andre 3000 had the song ordinary people or something yeah but at the end of the record andre said uh john you got to get from behind that piano sometimes yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah you have to learn how to get out and shake the right hands yeah you can't you know we see all this stuff going on in atlanta yeah. but we want to we stay at home you know we're not willing to drive four to five minutes on the other side of town. Um, you have to be able to learn how to network with different people. Yeah. That's what it's about, being professional at all times, because you never know who you're talking to. You never know who hand that you may be shaking. Yeah. You know. So my thing is also like being in and now. The internet and everything is cool, but let me go to this event. Yeah. Let me shake this person's hand. Let me come out the track stars and tell you guys, hey, I appreciate you. The city appreciates you. Thank you for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, remaining humble. That's the way you're going to climb. Yeah. You know, rem- I'm here to serve. Yeah. You know, it's not about me. And my thing is, I'm not going to be rapping forever. Yeah. But I want to leave a legacy to be like, you know, when my Mark came, man, he was a cool guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. about at the church, the record. Yeah. Man, I just like his personality. I like his spirit. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, it's yeah. about. Because you know why? Later on, never, you never know. You might be like, you know what? I'm having a barbecue. <laughs> and I want Mark to come out here and just do it at the church record. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> That's yeah. what it's about. Yeah. Getting out, yeah. meeting the right people. Get off of social media. It's good. I'm not knocking technology. But it's better to go out and shake hands. They don't do interviews for a job over the phone. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to get into a nice record company or label something, knock on the doors. Mm-hmm. I used to walk around with a business card that had a thumb drive attached to it. Remember that? Yep. Yeah, I used to have a business card and I zip tie a thumb drive. Mm. And when I go places, you would get the business card. I was like, where they had those at? I made it. It's a Swish exclusive. Exclusive. And I promise you, I gave it to. I want to say I gave one to Q Parker or something. Okay. And when he got it, he was like, wait. He's like, man, this is awesome. Thanks, you know. But you have to be creative. And remember, and he remembers you because yeah, of that. Yeah. It's something not, that stands out versus everybody. Here's my CD. Here's this. Here's, here's that. the thumb yeah. drive with the business card. Yeah. And then on the thumb drive, it was the actual business card, a bio, a picture, and the MP3 of the work, song. Work, brother, work. That's all I got to say. Work. That's a good look. That's a good look. Yeah. What's up? So are you, are you making a remix of this song? I... I <laughs> I want to, okay, but I'm not sure, okay, because I feel like the song would never die. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a classic, mm-hmm. and I feel like certain songs don't need to be touched. Oh, okay. let it go down in history as Mark Selvy at the church. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think, I think I probably won't do a remix mm-hmm. unless Kanye West or Ti or Two Chainz, you know. But no, yeah, you never know. Yeah. But I, I feel like I probably just. 
So so Legal. the decision to sign, like if if a label comes to you and they're like, yo, the song's hot, I want to kind of get on board with this, and I'm gonna give you all the promotion, all the stuff, so you don't gotta do that yourself anymore. What's the decision there? I'm, I would never turn down a, a opportunity or a meeting. Okay. I'm willing to listen. It just has to make sense. Okay. Especially like with the the generation that we're in now with technology. If you can help, then help. But I'm never to the point where like now nah, I'm gonna turn it down, because like I said before, it's never about me anyway. Yeah. If it's God will for me to hook up with this company and they do that for me, then guess what? I'm cool with it. Because regardless of my entertainment company uh, fades away and I'm with this group of people, mm -hmm. I'm still saved while the attention is saving another. That's okay. me. Yeah. It's more than uh, entertainment. It's a movement. It's a brand. But to answer the question, I'm, I'm ears. Let's talk. Okay. Let's talk. That's a good look. So how's the video doing? Uh, we had we just shot the mini movie. Okay. It's on YouTube now and Facebook. Okay. But we are shooting the actual at the church video this saturday at pastor ken jones fam fest okay yeah so it's gonna be it's mm. gonna be up there okay we have 1k few that's gonna be there jordan armstrong mm. q parker uh so is this time out the 28th on the 28th 28th okay yeah we're shooting the uh the video and okay. shout out to my man Gen uh genesis He's Genesis is working hard, man. Yeah, 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 Genesis yeah, yeah. didn't put that camera down yet. Yeah. So he yeah. about his thing. So it's coming. Yeah. It's hustle, coming. Man, hustle. Finesse, how you fit into all this, man? Oh man, I'm an artist on a record label. Okay. I'm one of the artists on the record label and uh Okay. Um me and Mark, we good friends, we brothers. Okay. So I'm I'm here for the support. You know, I'm here for the support. And when it's my time, it's my time. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I'll be on the lookout for finesse. You know, you that's gotta, what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up, man. That's 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 amazing. I'm glad to hear you guys have uh so much going on and that the vet the fact that you guys had a mini movie out, because visuals are important, right? Like exactly. the song can do great. But having a visual also sells that story too. So that's what's up, man. That's that's really great. All right, tell them how to find you guys. Tell them the song again and where you know what to look for. Okay, cool. The song is at the church. You can find it right now. iTunes, Google Play, anywhere music is uh, being sold or downloaded. Mm -hmm. um, you can also connect with me through all social media uh, platforms. I, I like to make it easy. It's Mark Selvi, M A R K. Mm -hmm. S-E-L-V-I-E -E. If you get lost Just go to Google And just type in At the church And everything Mark Selvi Instagram Facebook Everything will pop up Yeah But I love to connect With you guys I'm humble yes, Loyal and ready to work Yeah man That's what's up Dope dope Alright man Let's get back into it You in the field With the track stars Ryan Righteous Shantana DJ Jeremiah Let's go It's time for the Entertainment Report With Jeremiah all right, man, it's Entertainment Report time. Let's get it going. All right, um, real quick, NF is currently in the midst of a wildly success, um, the search tour and promotion of his album. Uh, he's already unveiled with the tour is picking up on 2020, beginning in April. It starts in Arkansas and ends in May of next year in San Diego. He will be hit in New York, L.A., Chicago, and Atlanta, and some other stops in the U.S. Go to his website to check out for more. All right, man. Um, Chance the Rapper credits Jesus for giving back. Chance the Rapper 
uh, was recently on Ellen's show where he declared that Jesus has inspired him to be a more generous person. My understanding of a lot of stuff based, is based on Jesus. Aside from the music and known for um, philanthropy and Chicago public school system, in 2015, the rapper and some of his peers Peers helped raise a hundred thousand for Chicago schools through the Get School program. Last summer, he wrote a one million check to his city public school foundation to help support the arts in the school system. Jesus teaches to care for your neighbor and care for people that are necessary in your blood, but still be a part of your body because we're all human. That's an impactful thing that I understood more as I got older. My parents, um, my parents, since I was young, definitely installed into me that when you see people that are in need, you don't you don't just want to pass them by. You want to try and do something beneficial to help them before you leave, because that's my imprint. Um, so I guess it's a mixture of my parents and Jesus, which um, um, LM replied. Those are some great inspirations. So shout out to Chance um, for saying that. All right, man. Comfort section this week. Um, Social Club Misfit Doom EP DJ Kid Easy Bigger Eshawn Burgundy For the Love of Money Zay Hill Isaiah EP Bria Miles God Culture Remix Single Caleb Mitchell Get It Single Byron Jawan Lonely Single Roy Tosh Goat Single Jay Monty 100 Bars um, Part 4 Single And Shepard Game Time Remix Single What you got Ryan? Yeah man I just want to shout out We only had uh, just one artist to, to shout out this week man Shout out to Avi La He dropped Make or Break Me um, so, you know, if you're looking for distribution opportunities, you can check out NectarDistro.com. Uh, go to the About Us page, find out what we're all about, and see what you can get done, all right? Awesome, man. Let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go! Do you know that we are a full-fledged media company and we're here for people like you? We can do mixing. We could do mastering of your song. We can get you an album cover, design your website, do your music video. Yeah, we do all of that stuff. So send us your information right now. Contact us at trackstars.com and let us help you get out there. Let's go. Salute, salute. This is Eshawn Burgundy. Right now you're in the field with the track stars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah was good. All right, for all things track stars, visit www.trackstars.com with the Z. Follow us on Instagram at trackstars, Twitter at trackstars, like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and as always on Monday, download the podcast. All right, so we have Latasha Morrison yeah. in the Woo! building. Hey. How you doing? The creator of Be the Bridge. You got it awesome. right. You didn't say Be a Bridge Builder. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people normally say. I cheated because I stared at your butt. But, uh, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Good, good. It's good to be here. So for, for the people who watch our show, tell them who you are, what you did, what you're doing. Okay, well, um, my name is Latasha Morrison, and I'm the founder and president of an organization called Be The Bridge. And so basically what Be The Bridge is, is we are an organization that is centered around racial reconciliation, um, ra racial equity, um, racial healing within the church. And so, um, so, yeah, so we want to teach church and organizations how to have a transformative and distinct voice around what it mean, what does racial reconciliation really mean mean truly yeah. mean and so we host um trainings um online offline i'm a speaker i'm an author i travel a lot and i do this um 
predominantly I'm in more more of the white spaces. Mm-hmm. So um, this is you know this is really good yeah. you know for mm-hmm. me um, <laughs> to see my melanated brothers and sisters sitting in the room. Um, this is kind of odd, <laughs> but it's good you know. And so this message is for everyone. And um, so we we develop a lot of resources and tools. So we have a guide um, um, that we've created that churches use. Um, we um, we actually have um, discussion cards and we're producing more um, guys and we just launched our youth version. Um, we have a college version and so we're on a, about 12 college campuses um, and we're in over in every state except, except for three. Mm-hmm. Um, we have over a thousand groups and we're also in Canada and New Zealand. So wow. we're working on an anti-racism conference um, partnering with the uh, Be The Bridge group that's in New Zealand. So there's a lot happening. Yeah. Um, so we want to make sure your audience knows about it. Yeah. So so what know. gave you the idea to start this? I didn't have an idea. I got thrown into this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because we live this. Yeah, <laughs> and right. so, and because when you live this, you're always looking at, thinking about uh, what can I do? And so my what can I do turned into an action. So I didn't start to... Um, to start an organization you know for some of you who know me I was in um, I was in corporate America then I went into full-time ministry and in that being in full-time ministry I just noticed that the church was so racially segregated and so um, most of my um, earlier years was in a predominantly African-American church but after leaving there I started working in predominantly white churches and I saw the difference in the effort as it relates to you know, really talking about racial unity yeah. and mm-hmm. healing and diversity mm-hmm. more so in the African American church, yeah. but not more so in the white church. And so, um, I just knew that if I was going to go on another staff, I wasn't going to sit around and, mm-hmm. you know, not speak, use yeah. my voice. And so, if I notice something, I'm going to say it. And so, I noticed, <laughs> you know, a lot of different things. And so, that's how it started. Um, wanting to have conversations and just, you know, really realizing that people live in segregated boxes and. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would notice comments my friends would say, and I'm just like, what? I don't want you to ever say that to another <laughs> black person ever again. Like, so I'm going to have to help you, <laughs> you know? And most of the time it was ignorance, yeah. you know? And right. then living in Texas, I lived in Texas after leaving um, Atlanta for five years and living in Texas, it was like, I didn't understand what kind of history they were teaching there. It was oh, like wow. really distorted history. And when you teach lies, it perpetuates mm. the problem, you know? And so that's what we've done as a country. So really my thought was to just bring some people together that wanted to talk and really be real and share mm. truth um, with this. And that turned into Be The Bridge. So it started off with me personally having mm-hmm. a conversation with some women, um, diverse group of women, and that turned into creating um, a guide to help other people have yeah. the um, conversation and um, presenting it at a conference. My friend had a conference. I didn't realize that it was like a simulcast conference. I was mm-hmm. like, it's like 3,000 people there. So I'm like, oh, that's good. But not realizing that this thing was like um, viewed like over a million times, yeah. you know? And so that is what started the thing, the conversation, because people thought I was already an organization when I presented at the conference. And it was like, I had to go and create a organization to really deal with Mm -hmm. um, the people who really wanted to know and grow in this space. Mm. So So speaking of a million times, how did Facebook get involved? Oh, yeah. How did, did, I heard a million dollars got thrown. (laughs) 
from Facebook towards you. Well, how yeah. did that go down? If you guys know, like even in the the church space, the what you would call the secular space, like value based space, people, it's all broken. You know, yeah. like systemic racism, nobody can escape it. And so, um, one of the things that happened with Facebook is because when I first started. Before I spoke at the conference, I was like, I don't even know, like, I don't, I'm not an organization. I don't mm-hmm. have a website, mm-hmm. nothing. And so my friend's organization, they hosted the guide on oh. their on their website. I didn't have a website, so I started a Facebook group. Gotcha. I'm telling you, Facebook groups. Yeah, they're big. They're, you yeah. know, they're big, yeah. you know. And so I started that and started it with 69 people just curating information on where people can go if they wanted mm-hmm. questions. Very naive, you know, not thinking like having this conversation on social media, but we were able to bring some structure around it with help from just people that just saw the idea and really wanted Mm -hmm. to be a part of it. And so a lot of my friends who are in this with me today started from that Facebook group. And so it started with 69 people and there's over um, 23,000 today. So Yeah. And so I think what happened is um, because of that and because of the type of conversation Facebook found now through um, actually a, a, a my best friend saw that they were having this community event and we applied one of our admins um, named Elizabeth applied for it um, and they went and just shined I couldn't even go so this is oh when you know goodness. when stuff can't be built around you yeah. I sent three people from our team um, these are volunteers from our team and they went and shined wow. and then it caught the eye of Cheryl Sandberg um, mm-hmm. of the video really because we do a lot of education mm-hmm. as it relates to um, um, this construct of whiteness mm-hmm. and so um, so that caught the um, the eye of Sheryl Sandberg and then we saw we got put into this special group of people power users who are using Facebook groups and then they only announced certain things in there so they mm-hmm. announced about this grant and so um, one of the girls that's on our team said, hey, we we qualify for this. We should apply. We need money because people don't really typically give to this. We're mm-hmm. 501c3, mm-hmm. but people don't really give to racial mm-hmm. reconciliation. They give to like wells and children <laughs> and <laughs> tangible things, yeah. but not like yeah. systemic issues that affect yeah. all of that, that causes all of those things. Come you know, on. they don't see the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we applied and, you know, went through all these interviews and I got a call um, um, one day it was it was like they were supposed to announce it like in July mm-hmm. and so it was like the almost mid to late mid August okay. and um, I got a call and the girl was like you know they were giving away $50,000 grants and a million dollar grant and oh, so wow. but there was only going to be five million dollar grants and then like a hundred fifty thousand dollar grant so I was just happy like we get $50,000 that's good yeah. so she calls me and I'm thinking that and and she's telling me about everything and and then she said but you know we have exciting news that um you're the only recipient from um north america wow. that's um getting the um the million dollar grant so the other person is in brazil wow. um africa india and then um france wow. and so that right there was really affirming where somewhere sometimes you think you're going to be affirmed by the church and supported by the church it's not that i haven't been affirmed and supported but the way that i thought resources would come and help mm-hmm. would come you know it was like 
God will use a rock. He'll use a donkey. <laughs> you know, he'll use Facebook. You know, <laughs> so um, that is that's incredible. And they have allowed me to be my full self. You know, I know with social media and all these different things, but I've been able to be Tasha in that space and yeah. not be anyone else um, unapologetically. And so it's been a great learning for us um, to help us with building the infrastructure around Be the Bridge. So it's been great. And starting mm-hmm. Be the Bridge youth and college, we wouldn't be able to do any of that stuff without wow. the funds from that i wouldn't even be hired yeah you know because i was working <laughs> with my job but i wasn't hired i won't get yeah. no check and so <laughs> so we're able to do that and um really bring infrastructure and um we were able to hire some people to help us take um be the bridge to the next level so mm. can i ask i know that um first of all congratulations like that's huge yeah. like yeah. and just yeah. hearing the journey and seeing some of it it's like oh my goodness like it's amazing like god is real yes <laughs> and how like you said you were thrown into this mm-hmm. but he's provided every step of the way in ways every you can't step. even fathom the fact that yeah. you have to build something around the demand is huge mm-hmm. so yeah awesome journey yeah. but i was just gonna ask now that you're launching the different um uh, the youth and mm-hmm. the college versions of this, like how has the approach and some of the issues, I should say, um, how does some of them differ? Yeah. Just because you're dealing with different generations, different age groups. Mm-hmm. And although this is st- systemic and things are taught, I know the new millennial generation is different as far yeah. as their approach even with race and equality mm-hmm. and you know and some of it's good and some of it's like oh what's going on you know yeah. so how how is how does it differ how have you found it to differ mm-hmm. and how has your approach changed based on those differences that's a really good question Z- gen z is no joke mm-hmm and you know, not Gen Z, but what you call it? Yeah, yeah, Gen Z, Gen Z. I'm, 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 I'm Gen X, <laughs> dating myself. But, <laughs> but um, it's really no joke, and they're challenging, and we need each other. Every generation needs mm-hmm. each other, um, just like we need the baby boomers. Boomers, yeah. there's something to learn. We can't disqualify people because of their age, whether they're younger or older. I think it's about solidarity and mm-hmm. coming together. There's something we can learn um, mm-hmm. from one another, and you. I mean, we can look at that even scripturally you know and how we're supposed to learn um from generations past you know and so we're supposed to remember you know Mm -hmm. the things that they've done and and not forget and so um when i look at generations um z they are a justice generation Mm -hmm. they're very passionate they're not here for the okie dokie come on you know and they don't and this is the thing you know we have like when our parents was growing up and some of you guys look at your parents birth certificates some of you may see the word negro or you know then you see mm-hmm. um, my birth certificate says black and mm-hmm. then the, now the generation says African-American like mm-hmm. we've our um, category our classification mm-hmm. has changed and so when they hear the word black a lot of times they're be, it's very de- derogatory for them Wow. Um, and so for them because when we see black it's more inclusive because you're talking about Haitians you're talking mm-hmm. about Jamaicans you're talking about people from Great Britain you know it's like yeah. black the diaspora you know in that mm-hmm. sense but mm-hmm. when you say African-American doesn't really make sense outside of this country Mm -hmm. um, because Africa is a continent, you know, so so even just getting their perspectives on things and how they think um, has added value to be Mm -hmm. the bridge. And so I'm looking for all the interns that are Gen Zers, you know, because Mm -hmm. I think they add value. But our approach um, in that space is different. And we're learning that we're Mm -hmm. learning about design thinking. We're learning about all these things that make organizations and systems and um 
in curriculum work gotcha. um, because we're having to listen. And so um, and so I think it's about, you know, really not feeling like you have all the answers. Like, you know, we don't have all the answers. Be the Bridge is just one way. Mm -hmm. We're just one part of the solution. There's mm -hmm. several other people doing some amazing things out there. Mm -hmm. um, they're involved in all kinds of things, you know. But this is just one way. Our way is very relational. Mm -hmm. You know, we're about the um, establishing relationships and setting mm -hmm. up groups and stuff like that. So, yeah. So that's one of the things that we're doing. Um, you know, but I would say one of the greatest things would be to listen to young people, mm -hmm. you know, listen to young people and then glean from them, you mm -hmm. know, so that's important. Yeah. What's um being in, in in these environments at the um like when you go in and you talk to people, what's the, one of the toughest questions that you have to answer that, that you would think people would probably know now, but versus like, like, mm -hmm. I think one of the things is why should I care? When I get that mm. from Christians, um, you know, where people um, where people are like um, involved in this space and they're Christians and they say, well, you know, this was done generations ago. You know, why should I even care about this issue? I, w I didn't I didn't own slaves. You weren't a slave. Why? Mm. Why are we still talking about it? Yeah. But when people don't when they see it very individualistic um, and, you know, when we talk about the different types of racism, mm -hmm. you know, the, the thing that people in America, the and you can see it on the news, even newscasters, the media perpetuates this yeah. problem where they look at it as an individualistic issue mm -hmm. or instance versus systemic and not understanding that every system in our country, well, <laughs> I would say every system throughout Same. the world when you start talking about um, 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 colonization mm -hmm. and things that happen in Africa, you know, um, every system is built around white supremacy, you know. Mm -hmm. And so when I get that, when I'm when I look at scripture and I'm like, okay, the Bible's written very collective, not individualistic. And so when, there's things that we do in remembrance of, but when now when you start talking about relational history, you want us to forget, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like we have to look back in order to move forward. And so you wouldn't when we talk about relational history, like if a person has a um, great great grandfather that was abusive and an alcoholic you're gonna think that that doesn't Im impact that family hmm. generations mm -hmm. from now like come on like let's yeah. be realistic it's like we have the issue about remembrance when it comes to race because it's painful and there's a lot of shame and guilt that's around it yeah. and so we have to really address that and so I really talk about this concept it's not a new concept but in a lot of predominantly white spaces it is when you talk about lament and what that means mm. and how to mourn and how mourning and lament should take us toward mm. justice and understanding biblical justice um, as a social justice, yeah. you know? Um, and so I think that's the part that's really, you know, when I hear that sometimes I'm like, okay, um, you remember the sins of Achan? Like, you know, like, you know, like just all these different things yeah. scripturally. So, but when, when you read the Bible through your cultural lens and your cu cultural lens is informed by your belief system, your theology, all those different things, things that we can actually see you know people read scripture and they don't see mm. you know and so when you start talking about you know blind spots just blind spots that people have and we need each other you know um in this and i and i think even for 
as it relates to people of color, um, we don't know our history because we're edu- we're we're really educated by the same system that others are. You know, we have lived experiences that are different that inform us. But when it comes to historical context, we don't really understand. You know, there's yeah. so many things that um, when we start talking about colorism mm-hmm. and um, classism and all the different things, internalized racism, um, those are things that you know we hope to address even in Be the Bridge. We're establishing so, um, some mm-hmm. curriculum around that to help people of color because we don't know each other's story. We don't know the native story. We don't know uh, what it's like to be, um, you know, um, you know, uh, a part of the Latinx community, um, you know, in the States, you know, we don't understand, you know, like because it's not affecting our community, we're not involved. So we don't understand immigration, you know, and some of the issues, but understanding that's affecting brown and black people, you know, but you hear about the brown people, you're not necessarily hearing about the black people that it's affecting from Haiti and Jamaica and Bahamas and all these different places. So it's like, it really takes a lot of education and we have to come together and really sit with and be with and lament with um, one another. And that's important. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a whole book in the Bible called Lamentations. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, you know, half of the Psalm, what is David doing crying out? You know, Um, the prophets, you know, what are they doing lamenting? So it's a, it's a very theological concept, but really the, when we think about the expression of the church, um, and the hierarchy in the church and seminaries and how mm. they teach all that is impacted by um, who holds the power. Yeah. Wow. It, yeah. Is, is the current political environment, mm-hmm. does that make it more difficult for your message? Yes, it does. Because there's a lot of tension right now. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, one of the things, 2016 was a was a, a big shift for Be The Bridge because we were just, I mean, Be The Bridge is only three years old, y'all. So we babies. So wow. <laughs> there's a lot that has happened. But I really feel like God was just grooving in 2015 was preparing us for this. I had yeah. no idea what would happen in 2016. Uh, we started the process of, you know, becoming a 501c3. The conversation started in 2014, but we started the process of becoming an organization in 2015. Then 2016 happened. I had no idea. <laughs> and it was necessary. like for such yeah. a time as this you know um our group got flooded but then now people are like well we you don't you don't want to be so political or you gotta i'm like first of all politics are about people and i hear this all the time and if we could get this straight now like politics are about people so if you're going to talk about this and race is a political and social construct so anytime you bring up race it's political and so to say you're not gonna um talk about the concerns and the needs of people that's First of all, that's that's ignorance in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're talking about not being partisan, you know, when we talk about race, it should be a bipartisan issue, yeah. you know. And so I can understand when people say, let's not be so partisan. Mm-hmm. But when you say, let's not be so political, yeah. you know, that makes no sense. And we need to be educated on that because any anything we talk about as it relates to poverty, mm-hmm. anything we're talking about, if it relates to people, it's political, you know. Mm-hmm. So we just have to understand that. So, yes. Um, it has fanned the flame on the organization and then how do you address this without being derogatory how do you address this in a respectful manner but truth tell and so we have to truth tell and because history gives an account Mm. you know And, and when we look back now when we look at speeches and 
articles from segregationists you know i tell people i said i want you to look at our racial history in our country let's look at slavery let's look at the impact the trauma the generational really take a look at true like read slave narratives mm -hmm. now i'm not talking about what the school books say oh or you know but the words that were left by people the accounts we have actual factuals mm -hmm. you know as it relates to this um of our um of our leaders our founding fathers we have actual factuals in letters and books that were written um so you know um what you would say you know um so when when we talk about that when i tell people to look back at that you know things that are are just are not always legal mm -hmm. and things that are legal are not always just and right. so at right. you know at one point for over 200 and something years in this country slavery was legal mm. but was it just you mm -hmm. know right. yeah. um so and there were a majority it was you always have a a remnant you always have um outliers you always have some people that are against things but like mm -hmm. sometimes they most of the time there are they are the minority voice in that yeah. so this is this this institution existed for 240 years so this is not like 10 years and so like some people say this little thing you know so when you look at history when you talk about full freedom and 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 um in our country yeah. there's been more um um parts of our country where we were not free than we are free and and, and i love when people show that on a scale mm -hmm. you know you see like this little 60 years here versus all these centuries you know and that that's a reality and so i tell people to look at that and then you look at jim crow you know reconstruction all these things you know when you you look at that and you look at where the church was in this the church was not uh, uh, outlier it was not um lamenting it was not saying um this is wrong this is immoral the church was a part not just a part of the problem complicit in the problem but created the you know infrastructure and the reason why i say church is because in the old testament you know god is addressing israel mm -hmm. in the new testament god addressed the church yeah so when i'm saying the church i'm talking about capital c church yeah and so you have whole denominations that were formed because of slavery because of de um, desegregation you know when we look into mm -hmm. the 60s and stuff there are institutions schools seminaries um christian schools that were formed because they did not want their kids to go to school with black people so we gotta know our history oh it's there and so but when we look at this history I want us to look and at every point people of color and I want to say specifically African-American people because there will be several other people of color groups would not be here if we haven't marched if we hadn't marched you know mm -hmm. and so we have to we have to look at that like when you're you're coming from um, Jamaica or if you're coming from Nigeria if you came from you know Korea or China all these different things this was because of the Immigration Act in 1968 you know mm -hmm. and so that came off the backs of African Americans in this country that not only marched for our rights but also for the rights of others and so if you look mm -hmm. historically you know at that we have to give an account for that you know so when we look at that if we look at that history at what point in our history in our racialized history in this country have black people ever been wrong mm. but at what point can we point where the church has been wrong huh. yeah actual factuals in that sense as my friend says it's like when we look at the church was on the wrong side of slavery the church was on the wrong side of segregation 
And so when we start looking at what's happening now Mm -hmm. and what we're going through as a country and who's speaking, I'm not talking about the 5% that you want to agree with you. I'm talking (laughs) about the majority of the people of color. What are they saying? History gives an account. So I would look back at history and say, we were wrong in all these other (laughs) areas. Maybe we're wrong now. And so that's, you know, so I'm just saying like it will be 20 years from now and we're going to look back at Colin Kaepernick. We're going to look back at some of the things, the statements that have been said. And then this Generation Z is going to be like, what was wrong with them? Mm. Just the way we look back at how can slavery, I mean, just in this institution exists and people change the Bible, change scripture for 240 years, we look, what was wrong with them? How can you say little black boys and little black girls and white boys and native children not going to school together was okay? Why, how could you say that taking, stripping native children away from native families and putting them in orphanages was mm-hmm. okay? You know, mm-hmm. how, can you, how can you say the Japanese internment account was okay? How could you say that the Chinese Exclusion Act was okay? How can you say that putting kids in cages down at the border now is okay Mm. it's the same history and because we don't know it we repeat it and so 20 years from now we will give an account but whose side will we be on this is the book Tasha Morris hey be the bridge (laughs) we went to school today if y'all didn't know we just went to school and I talk about this all this a lot of this in the book Um, you know I tell my story you know and I tell historical context because history is just so important you know Um, you know that what's the what's the um, what's the the Hamilton Mm -hmm. and it says history has its eyes on you that song on Mm -hmm. there is so true like history has its eyes on us so what will history write about us what will history say about track stars I think you guys got a good track record (laughs) (laughs) you know so tell them how to to follow you and and keep up with you yeah okay so you can follow me at Latasha Morrison on all the social channels so um, my Facebook is kind of full so you have to follow my author page which is Tasha Morrison Um, but on Instagram is Latasha Morrison on um, Twitter is Latasha Morrison and then we also have Be The Bridge you can follow Be The Bridge on Facebook and then also on all the the channels so it's not Be The Bridge on Insta and Twitter is B A Bridge, <laughs> B A Bridge Builder um, on those um, um, channels. But yeah, so and you can um, follow our information about the um, the book, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's available on Barnes and Noble, Amazon. It launches October the fifteenth, and we're actually having a book launch celebration oh. um, here in um, Atlanta at the Auburn Research Yay. Library on October. Oh the 15th and we're setting out for a book tour so so far we're going to North Carolina Texas California Boston and I think uh, yeah some a couple other places and they can pre-order now now, oh Mm pre-order right away so you can go to Amazon you can go to Barnes and Noble you can pre-order on all the social channels you can go to to latashamorrison.com and pre-order there Um, so yeah and so the pre-order things if you guys know anything about Mm -hmm. book sales it's all about that and if we want to see books um, by people who look like us, we got to go out and support those books. Yeah. And so there will be an audio book also. So okay. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for coming to share with us. Thanks for having me. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. 
are listening to the Track Stars with Sean Tanner, Ryan Righteous, and DJ Jeremiah. Right now, you're in the field with the Track Stars. Track Stars. Track Stars. Ryan Righteous, Sean Tanner, and DJ Jeremiah. Right now, you're listening to the Track Stars. You know what time it is. Yeah. Track Stars Music Artist, and you are in the field with the family Track Stars Radio. is brought to you by track stars allow us to produce a podcast to help build community engagement around your brand we can record and edit a podcast specifically designed to reach your target market and utilize social media to create or enhance a loyal following go to trackstars.com forward slash brands again that's trackstars with a z.com forward slash brands Yo, this is Maddie Ray, and you're in the field with the Track Stars. Yeah, back in the field with the Track Stars, Ryan Wright to Shantana, DJ Jeremiah was good. All right, this segment is sponsored by Midtown Bridge Church uh, ATL, man. So make sure that you are checking out the sermons weekly. It's MidtownBridgeChurch.com for all more information that you need to go and check this out, all right? All right, so we have been talking a lot around here recently about what Kanye West is doing, a lot of debate, you know, in our little group chats and stuff about, you know, what's his motives? Is this a real thing? Because I think everybody wants it to be a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what we kind of realize is that it seems to be uh, another genre emerging. Coming up, yeah. So I kind of dubbed it uh, BCHH, right? Yeah. So what the BC stands for, a couple things, um, but mostly bad Christian, uh, bad Christian hip-hop. And yeah. not bad, <laughs> yeah, not yeah, bad, yeah. <laughs> not bad meaning like uh, it's bad. Not like bad music. But do you know the bad Christian uh, podcast? <laughs> Do you know that podcast? Yeah. You, you're familiar with them? Mm-hmm. So Bad Christian Podcast is Christians that they, they curse and, and, and talk about things kind of in, in a real way. Been so I'm calling it the Bad Christian Hip Hop genre, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's the uh, Chance the Rappers, the Kanye West, the people that you wouldn't consider part of what we do yeah. but yeah. they still rep Christ pretty hard yeah. so we kind of don't really know how to where to put them you know what I'm saying Bad like Christian. I know for you for line for line you kind of still <laughs> stick all those people on the other side even though they're talking about Jesus so mm-hmm. is there a new genre emerging BCHH so the only thing I think about when you when we talk about BCHH is that there are there's two things that I see that could happen right I'm not saying it's happening right now but I think that CHH 
is a quicker road to success and fame if you are a rapper and you're trying to get noticed, right? We know somebody who was in Christian hip hop and they told me they were like, well, you know, I want to just go do mainstream hip hop for a minute and, and see what happens there. And I was like, okay, so you're getting ready to jump into a pool with 5 million rappers, right? But right now you're in the pool with 5,000, right? So how are you going to get noticed? So this is just a business move. It could be a business move. That's what I'm thinking BCHH could become, right? Is a, a business move to see how people, um, how, how quickly I can get noticed, how quickly I can get to fame, right? Um, I don't identify any artists that we have right now that have done that. Uh, and I hope that they don't come up that way. But it's just interesting to think that there's a way for you to... That's interesting because I think most people most people see it the other way. They see right. it as being in CHH is limiting, and I'm gonna go hip hop route yeah. to get a quicker route to fame. So yeah. hip hop route, just like I'm saying, just still getting behind so many millions of rappers who are out there getting noticed. Yeah, but what they would say is that even the top of Christian hip hop is still not fame. Mm, I, I don't know. I don't know because look at look at what some of our artists are doing that are on major labels. Like if you get a major label to notice you, we know them, but yeah. I don't know if everybody knows them. Yeah, People know right. NF. I've been asking around now. People know NF now. But he went the route that I'm talking about. He went the other way. So he yeah, but what I'm saying is like it's still it, it's even though he's considered in our genre, right? He was in our genre at one time. He still got to fame. Still got to fame. Yeah, I would I would say he went the route I'm talking about. He did the Christian hip hop thing, didn't work out. Let me go the regular. I don't even think that's how it went for him. Honestly, I think that he did the Christian hip hop thing, and I think people noticed him and were like, "Oh snap, this is you know." I mean, like I think I think Capital because see, here's the thing: you can't really say he didn't go the Christian hip hop route and it didn't work for him because he got signed first by Capital Christian Music. Okay, they noticed something about him. Where they were like, yo, this dude could do mainstream and do pretty well, right? So I think okay. that could be possibly what's happening. The same thing with Angie Rose. She could have gone Capital Christian Music, but instead they took her on to what? Capital? No. Is she Capital Christian? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't see that on the um on the, <laughs> on the flyer. I seriously didn't see. They have different um, signs, call signs for their for their label. So I didn't see that on yeah. the flyer. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Am I wrong? I think it's. I think. I think she's CCG, capital, bro. Capital Christian Group. CCMG. Yeah. No, it's not CCMG. It's CCG. CCG Capital Christian Group, I think, or Capital something. But I saw CMG. I didn't see CC. Like so, Capital Music Group is what can, I saw. So, so here's a question: we do, look it up. Do, <laughs> do we think this subgenre that you're talking about? Is bene- does it benefit us or does it benefit mainstream Christian people? I think it could potentially hurt us, right? Because you you know you you tested me one day on this and said that you know if am I okay with Christians up to the point where they uh, Christian hip hop artists up to the point where they curse, right? Is that what we're talking about? I think I think what this could do is this could set off a tone of people saying, oh, I can do what I want. You know, and still be authentically myself, and then call myself a Christian. That's what I. That's what I think. 
is, is, is turning into. I think I think the reason that this I think this genre is emerging is it's an easier route for mainstream artists that are trying to give their life to Christ. Yeah, mm. it's it's a it's less of a jump down to where it's like I can still kind of be myself, but then just kind of refocus my my um my one true love from money and sex and fame to Jesus, but I still get to kind of do it my own way. And it's also an easier route for those Christians who kind of live in the CHH world who feel boxed in and they feel like they can't really be themselves. So I do think there will be an emerging genre of people who say they're Christians, but they, they curse and they say some kind of wild so, stuff and it's like... I, okay, so now I know certain people that we have on our live chat, like do you think some of them will probably be like, well... If it's a curse, if it's not just just cursing the curse, if it means something, is that still bad? Uh, what? Like, okay, so like, let's say you're talking, let's say you have a song about, you know, I don't know, like something really serious and you trying to get your point across and you rapping and you, and you curse on it because whatever that part of that song was, felt like it needed a curse. Is that, was that considered something like bad or is that just... You know what I'm saying? I think I think people who don't like cursing just don't like it. So yeah, I know. I mean, but I'm just saying that people who like I'm just thinking about artists in our genre now that that, that curse. What a question of salvation is that? What you're trying no, to I'm not out? questioning salvation. I'm just saying like for the average listener, would that be a not say a problem, but is it? I mean, for them as their art, like prime example, as as they create art, sometimes like even a painter, a painter could be Christian, but he has some art that's like what what is that about you know what i mean and they explain it and they say well i had to use this picture because that's the way i felt that my art needed to be the problem used. is is that the the infrastructure around chh as it is now is not really um built for people who curse right yeah. it's built as like think about k love just got to atlanta right yeah. k love is all over the place and it's like uh positive this and they don't mm -hmm. even say christian they say positive mm -hmm. they say you know clean Inspiring. inspiration yeah. yeah so that doesn't really fit into that bucket mm -hmm. right so you would have to fit into the hip-hop bucket which doesn't care if you curse right mm -hmm. so there's not a real strong lane carved out for cursing highly christian content you see what i'm saying yeah and it's not even think about the people should there be though i'm, I'm just trying to figure out like should there be i, don't I mean know if you could stop it I, i'm not saying you should stop it but i'm just saying I, I don't necessarily know if that's the move and i get it i mean there are times when you being human and you want to reflect your being human as a christian through art um it's just ugh. That's a little sticky. So so where do you put Chance? I don't know what this Kanye album is going to be like, but he's made attempts at making quote-unquote Christian albums where it was cursing in it. Um, yeah. Then there's like the Foggy Raw, Foogie Raw, whatever. How, how Foggy Raw. Is it Foggy? I always Foggy feel Raw. like it should be Foogie. But anyway, so Foggy <laughs> Raw. Um, you know, so there's there's a there's a lane of people who who we know are Christians that that do this. Yeah, but they, I mean, they they get play in the secular realm which i don't think there's anything wrong with that that's but that's their lane i but don't necessarily I, see them on an inspirational place i'm thinking about like it, like playlist. like the people that you you said froggy raw kate sometimes caleb does sometimes different people does i don't think that that they don't want to be in this genre i don't think they're using this genre but i just think their art is calling them to use that's what i've heard before like people saying yo i just needed whatever word right here because i felt like the art i was well okay you know what there's actually two different groups because kayla mitchell foggy raw 
if you listen to them, you wouldn't. It's not obviously Christian stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people who make obviously Christian music, but they curse, like Chance. Chance makes stuff that's explicitly Christian stuff. Yeah. But he'll curse like right next to something about God, yeah. right? Yeah. They're yeah. not even doing that. Maybe they don't know this genre exists. Maybe they think maybe it's just Lecrae, and that's it. I think they know the genre exists. I think they do. So, so what what do we do with those people? Where do you put them? No, I mean, I just I just think I I don't think they know <laughs> that this is a big genre of other people out here that's like Lecrae. I don't think they do. But so, are you saying that in order for them to fit into what we do, they're gonna have to stop cursing? Is that is that the is that um, is that how you get jumped in? That's how you get jumped in. That's what we do. Um, I don't think so. I think I think the the thing is first first off they to me I think if you're gonna really be in this me personally I feel like you need to be under somebody and get under somebody before you start rapping rapping about this because it's almost like it's almost to me I always put about when the great storytellers can tell a story that they know a hundred percent about. You know what I mean? When we go back in time, when we listen to rappers like Biggie, when we listen to rappers like Tupac, Nas, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. Andre, um, the, um, I was a big boy, oh, everybody that when they know what they're talking about, it comes off as, wow, this is great. And it's personable. But when somebody raps about something they don't have no idea about and they just want to, now I'm not saying not share your story because that's something else. But at the same time, if you want to get in this genre, I think to me personally, it's just me. And I'm not talking about like you got to know everything about Christianity. But what I am saying is I think you got to know that, you know, when somebody comes up to you and question you or you got to know what sanctification is, you got to know what certain things is. That's just my personal opinion. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you got to rap like the truth, but you just got to know certain things or be under somebody so God can really like really purify you. Because you may get a hit record like at, at the church. How do you handle that? I hear what you're saying. It's just that's a tough that's a tough line to walk when you've already been doing this. Like when you're when you're already successful as an artist and then God touches your heart and he starts changing you. He starts transforming you. There's something going on, but you still want to use your gift in the midst of that process. Like what does that look like? Do they need to yeah. step away for a minute and like you were saying, you know, spend some time under leadership, mentorship and 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 really absorb in some sanctification before they start trying to create out of this new place or do they create through it? You know what I mean? I didn't hear the original question. Um, but from what I'm hearing, I don't Yeah, I didn't hear the original question. But um <laughs> I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing for someone to kind of create art in their process because I feel like we're all in our process. Mm -hmm. I do think that like having discipleship is important, but like, what if this is just, what if it's okay? Like, what if it really, like, Mm -hmm. what if the Lord is using this? And I think sometimes we, I don't know, recently I had a revelation of like, just how as a, as a Christian personally growing up in the church, I've had these boxes that I wasn't even really aware of that like things needed to look a certain way and like God can operate in the midst of the chaos. Like he, do- it doesn't need to be perfectly in this cookie cutter thing for it to be him touching it. Mm-hmm. And so like, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like he will get the glory. Um, if he's working, he'll continue to work. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that we have to have it completely figured out 
because maybe it's not for us. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I was gonna say. Michelle yeah. said uh, lots of bchh in my emails, which makes which takes up so much more time when reviewing for airplay considerations. I thought they were just trying to get airplay. So we have to deal with that too. We get a lot of emails, people submitting music, and you got to call yeah. through it. And there are a lot of those kind of like we what our line typically like just being honest like if we hear you cursing your song that's mm -hmm. an immediate boom, boom put that in another pile yeah. is that fair is that is are we doing the right thing there if if you have a a girl's butt on your picture that's <laughs> an immediate to boom song. too and, mm -hmm. and you know maybe it's not for this platform because there are other platforms like and i say right. maybe it's not for this platform because as much as we strive to reach people that may not already know christ or aren't in relationship i think the majority of the track stars universe are believers so we kind of have that responsibility where it's like we don't we want to make sure that we're edifying you somewhat e while remaining relevant so maybe it's just not for this platform but for another maybe. or for another arm of this platform yeah. you know let me give you another That's challenge let me give you another challenge so some of y'all know that we do distribution right so our challenge is we get songs you know from people mm -hmm. with cursing on it and they'll mm -hmm. ask us can i put this song out and the answer is well you know where i stand you want me to tell you where i stand the answer is <laughs> no. I I just I think it's harder when you're judging yes. you're judging from someone's art and you don't know their heart. Like yeah. I, Ooh, I just I feel like that's, well T-shirt. I just yeah, I just feel like it's hard. So it's just mm -hmm. I don't know how constructive it is because people can put out all sorts of stuff, can put out you know do a facade, you know what I mean, have a persona of being in this right holy place and not be and then someone who's using profanity could be in a better heart posture than someone who's not and mm. and we're just we're elevating someone who appears to be a certain way so i don't know guys i don't know yeah. <laughs> i'm just i don't know the, the structures maybe? the systemic things the systemic things but these are hard these are like yeah. I'm not even talking about as a business I don't care about that part I'm talking about just as a Christian like these are like those hazy areas where you start to feel like is God gonna see me as compromising if I do these things right is God gonna see me as like kind of selling out if I say well you know we need the money or you know I don't really feel like getting into it with this person so I'm gonna just put out their cussing song is that but I maybe think, it's <clears throat> but I think yeah, sometimes the, like I I mean I don't know if this happened before and I'm just throwing it out there let's say it's somebody on our team like Rick we use Rick for example if he says hell here's a new song from me and it's explicit now Rick's brand that we've worked hard on with him is he was marketing the way he was marketing now his fans will be like what are you doing what is this so sometimes you don't even have to speak about it but as a distributor, you would probably be like, bro, what's going on here? What what are you doing? You know what I mean? The beat sound hot. You rapping on it, but why are you cursing? Like that's I think why, I think yeah. that's the question that But his is a little different because he didn't start off that way. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like mm -hmm. him starting off, his fan base already knows what Rick is about. So you would see that as backsliding? Not necessarily, but you've already created an image of yourself. It's I feel like it's a little different if you've never talked about God and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're coming into that. Yeah. Or even like there might be people who don't use profanity, but their music is so raw that you wouldn't be surprised if a profane word came out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're already so raw in other ways of speaking. Mm -hmm. But I think if you have a completely different sound and then you change, it will be 
like a shocker, but I think that's also just a branding thing. But but like okay, prime example seven and you seven for example. Seven's in the streets, so doesn't I mean it doesn't excuse it, but at the same time, his music is touching people that may need to hear him speak the way he need to speak. You know what I mean? I'm not giving it a pass. I'm just saying I understand where you're coming right, from. Right, right. I think it's hard when it's like somebody like Seven and you know for a fact that this is coming from a place like a godly place in this heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for us, it's like people like Seven, uh, when Bizzle first came and he was saying words, I don't, he probably still, I don't know if he's mm. decided not to or not, <clears throat> whatever. But it's like, man, I, I see what you're trying to do. I'll give you a pass. But what if you don't know? Are we judging it and, based off of the person? And that's the piece. Yeah. I think that's like prayer. Because how else are we going to have insight? There's no other way for us yeah. to just know just by listening to a song or looking at someone's picture. And should we be yeah. screening it that much? Should we even be screening that much? I think now, you, you do need to be protective of the platform that you have. Because Absolutely. you're, you know, you're, you have influence. Yeah. And you want to make sure that that influence, to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. is used in a way that honors God. So let me bring it back to BCHH. You are you familiar with Bad Christian Podcast? What, I was gonna say, what does BCHH Please stand for? Please inform me. I'm bad like Bad so Christian Hip Hop, right? <laughs> yeah. So bad it's, it's based hip- off of what? the Bad Christian Podcast. Bad yeah. Christian Podcast, the Christian Podcast. They, oh, gotcha. They've gotcha. had okay, you know CHH artists on it. Um, I think. Um, but they like rock music. Their stuff is more. Rock yeah, but they've had propaganda on and and stuff like that, right? But they curse on their show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So a lot of people listen to their show. You know, based on I've heard their show and. If you just remove the cursing, it would be just like. Any but the other branding itself says you gonna get some cuss words. Right, you but call I, this, bad Christian. But again, this is not. I don't care about the brand part. I'm just just Jesus. We're just talking about Jesus here. Is that wrong? But you still, there's still, even in there being just Jesus, you still have demographics that you cater your content to. Right, but I'm so just saying, bad like, Christian. Jesus is up here. Is he saying, oh, well, if that's your demo, but then why bad? Or is oh, he's like, I'm not, no. Well, why bad? Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Personally, I'm hung up on that. I don't like that word because if it's about the process, then it's about the process. If if things come out, if it's raw, if it's uncut, then it comes out. But why bad? Because no, I'm bad just, to I'm me. I'm just pulling from their name. No, no, no. I understand. Yeah. But the BCH, whatever you know, the acronym is to me. That's that's a little strange they're, and contradictory. But their podcast is tongue in cheek. They're basically saying you would call me a bad Christian, but I don't think I am. That's okay. what that's the whole point of their podcast. All right, well, going back to the okay, genre thing. I, what if their seats? What if Chance, Kanye, DMX, um, anybody else that may have made a Christian rap song that the rest of their project is um, cursing? What if they're just seeds so that people will be like, okay, so what? I, who do I need to know more about Jesus? Why should I walk with Jesus? Yeah, Why well, should I know? I think, okay, they're seeds, but I think that assumes what you're saying is, is that what they're doing is not enough because of the cursing. Well, if they took away the cursing, then it would be, yo, put in rotation, of, let's go. A false message. I don't, I don't think so. None of I what we do is enough. The person who doesn't yeah. cuss, yeah. we can't save anybody. Per, a person right, living right. a sinless life cannot save anybody. Only, Only Christ. Jesus. Yeah, seriously. I'm just saying, it, are we, if these people are in a lineup and one curses and one doesn't is that your dividing line between somebody who is okay somebody who's not okay it's not my decision to make honestly well, are you asking personally it, are you either, asking we, are we are you playing it or not are you distributing but it from or the not? perspective of track stars 
as a Christian. That's what I'm saying. As a Christian, it's not my decision to make. As, as somebody responsible for this platform, gonna, then I have to, to make that decision. Any, any that, platform, not just this one. It depends on the platform. Why? Because yeah. the audience is different. Why does that matter? Because mm, the like bad, the bad Christian group or whatever... Their their demographic may need those seeds. They so, may so, they may need those seeds to edge them toward Christ. So are you saying? Can that you stay there? I don't know. It's okay to curse and be okay with cursing in certain circumstances, or is it always bad? I'm saying you can't stay there. That might be a part of your journey, but just like I can't stay where I am, I got to constantly keep moving toward being perfected in Christ. So so we're all saying that yeah. it is a sign of somebody who is not as far along as somebody who doesn't curse it could be well so the, the thing i think is the issue is that we're we all every every time we go out of the house every time we turn on a, a radio show or listen to a song we're we're having to put on a, a lens of seeing people through who they are who they're displaying right now we all could be terrible people behind the scenes and nobody knows so it you're, right you're cursing profiling so all i'm saying is i think that i think that i think that we get what we're we get what we're given right and that's all we're gonna have and so if you're bearing the fruit of so the fruit is is the curse the fruit for me the yeah i mean because i i have to go off as much i have to be able to make a decision like it's just like being in a jury you have evidence what else is in there is it like pants up not cursing haircut like what else is, what else is what else is in your <laughs> list of uh approvals approval list that that takes too long right because that's honestly <laughs> that honestly is, honestly is what i do that's and what i do for a living is the judge jury and execution <laughs> yeah that's what i do for a living so it's hard for me to, to break that down without having to tell you why i'm, I, I'm telling you all those things so that takes yeah. too long but is all that, i'm saying is we get what we're like if we're a jury we only get the evidence that the prosecutor or they're, Unfor- they're giving us unfortunately right? this topic just started okay. getting good so we're gonna finish it because we gotta go okay what you got cool. so i was just gonna say you asked how would you feel about it in any market so if you're thinking about it just as a christian when she says depends on the market i always think of johnson and johnson so johnson and johnson isn't necessarily a christian company but if you but they won't play a song on their commercial if it's cursing because they're marketing to children or they're marketing to families or so on and so forth so Usually Christian platforms are marketing to families, are marketing to children, and that's immediately something that you want to filter out We're of those not. type of things. Okay, so in, in which case, then what is your is your reason like, ah, I just don't think. So then what is the reasoning behind it? The then? reason is because Christians feel that if somebody curses, then that's a sign that they're not as Christian as you. Okay, well, in that place, in that, in that point, we have to decide whether or not, not true. is it is it a personal, <laughs> is that a, are we? That's do, what we're saying. Right. I mean, that's the general consensus in a lot in most of it. So, sure. <laughs> One quick thing. I know we have to go, but I think the Russell is. I get what Trey is saying, and I agree to a certain extent. But I think for Christians, it's a little different. Um, that's factored into it, but also it's like, are you going to cause someone else to stumble? Like that's really what it is. And so, yeah. figuring out is this edifying to the demographic that I'm, you know pointing toward because it could be or is it causing someone to stumble and i think because we are a media platform it is hard to discern who is is you know receiving the content that you're putting out and so that's why i really think it comes down to just prayer and asking god like hey what what do you want us to do because out of from a a human perspective there's literally no way we can know 
how this is impacting like is this causing our like the masses to stumble or is this edifying them and causing them to come closer to god you know so i, I just let's don't. do this real, let's do this real quick because we out of time do you curse everybody in the chat too you curse? No, I don't curse. <laughs> you curse? I don't. You curse? I don't know. When's I might say some other things you might not When's like. When's the last time? Curse. When's the last time? No, I mean, I don't, I don't understand why we're doing this right now. <laughs> was it yesterday? No. <laughs> it was yesterday. It was like a year ago. 30 minutes ago? I stubbed my toe on the bed. No. Because <laughs> some people... 16 when I uh, got into a fight and I was trying to look bad. <laughs> what do you call a curse? What, what, what about... What's in my what's See, in my that's cursor what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> what's Might in say some other things you don't like. <laughs> what's but in I don't, don't say four letters. Y'all words. don't like some of the words I say. But but if we, if we talking about the hard four, um, <laughs> the hard long four. Time. I used to say them on purpose. I used to say them on purpose, like way back. For shock value. I just I was like, yo, I was in a bad time, right? And I was just like, <laughs> I was in a bad time. <laughs> I was like, yo, why not, man? Boom. Wow, Boom. just dropping them. It just don't feel good. But I so I stopped. But I always wondered why. I mean, I, I know the verses that people point to, but mm-hmm. why are those like such qualifiers for most Christians? Mm. Because I know Christians who don't curse that are terrible. Yeah. And I know Christians who curse who mm-hmm. are not terrible. Mm-hmm. So I cursing think- seems to be a dividing line for a lot of people. Because well, yeah. I was thinking, that, I was like, what is my bearing fruit? Mm-hmm. They got a ministry, whatever, and then when they talk to you, it's just like. But is the agreement I mean? that cursing? It's appearance. Is it's about bad. appearance. That's what the church is looking for. You have to look a certain way. That's how we, as an American church, operate. If you don't look this way, then sorry. The only reason I'm challenging this is because I think in our minds we judge a lot of people. We yeah, we, we do. Judge, we judge mm-hmm. people we for whatever mm-hmm. we think they're struggling with. Yeah. Or whatever they haven't fixed yet. And I just, just, just putting in your mind, how do you feel about people who curse? And I think a lot of people, they dismiss them. They dismiss them as not Christian. And you may just, you know, just think about it because you may be right that they shouldn't Mm -hmm. based on what you read in the Bible, even though none of the words that people say now even existed when the Bible was written. Right. But the principle of not saying words that culture deems as the worst of the worst Mm -hmm. is, is a common thing. Right. So I understand that. But your attitude towards certain brands of Christian may be stemming from pride. Mm. And Christian culture itself and not. Yeah. Mm. And our, our detest towards certain people because of that. It's not out of, man, I really want them to get mm-hmm. closer to God. It's more so because you've decided that these people are in and these people are out. Yeah. So just be careful because you might be out. You're in the field with Ooh. the track stars, Ryan Righteous, <laughs> Shantan, and DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Y'all know what time it is. Yeah. Ryan Righteous, yeah. DJ Jeremiah, Sean Tanner. Time it is. Y'all know what time it is. It's the Bill Boys. You in the Bill Boy? It's the Bill Boys. We in the Bill Boy? You tuned in and lock. Track stars. We beating on your block. Track stars. Yeah, yeah. I'm reppin' the most high king like mama I made it. Mama, I made it. Tracks are bringing the real, you love it to hate it. Laugh in line with the kingdom, the second of faded. Yo, what's going on? This your man right here, DJ I Rock Jesus. You're right in the field with my people's track stars. And you know what? Get ready for line, for line. Yeah, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Man, if you if you don't listen live, man, you missing out. <laughs> 
a lot, man. It, shout out to everybody on YouTube watching us right now live and comments. And we use a lot of the comments in our discussion. So please, please go to YouTube.com slash TrackStars with a Z. We broadcast live. Well, just go there and you'll find out. It's on Saturdays. All right. <laughs> all right. For all things TrackStars, visit www.trackstars.com. Know that we are not just a uh, YouTube video. We are also a two-hour radio show, a podcast. You can check us out on iTunes. You can also download our app. And every Monday, new show will be released. All right? Oh, okay. Um, it was so funny. You caught me off guard when you just <laughs> you said it's 150. We about to do long for long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah, it's yeah. part of the show. I, um, the views and opinions of the Tristar the tri Universe, not the views and opinions of the artists or the label, producer, or others. As a fan, you feel like we shouldn't be doing this. Please press stop now if you've never heard of the mainstream artists and think about checking them out. This is not what this is about, people. Just press stop. We try not to do the same artists over and over and over again. If you're a person only listen to Christian artists and you'd be like, man, this ain't my cup. We did a dope interview with some folks. We did some dope noteworthies. We do some dope um, topics. Go check them out. All right. Chris Noel is not the Christian version of anybody. Ooh. It's hey. just a bit. Ooh. On one side, we got Chris Noel, like I just said. And I asked Chris Noel. I went in. We talked on direct message. And I asked him. I said, man, who you want to go against? He gave me his three songs. And um, I said, who you want to go against? He said, man, Hobson. Let's do Hobson. Ooh. So, if you never heard of Hobson... That brother's crazy, but um, <laughs> um, Hobson versus Chris Noel. This was Chris <laughs> Noel's suggestion. So here we go. We're gonna get this thing started. Um, we're gonna start off first with um, Hobson. This song is called "I Don't Want It." So here we go. Present day, all my people are gone. No real friends, just leeches around eating the crumbs. No family bonds, no FB. Can't be with my son. No girlfriend. I swear I thought that she was the one. I feel alone and I struggle to give my fans what they want from me. I'm struggling to build this UP company. I'm begging on my knees like God, please help me because I can't make a breathe. I'm trying to smile, but pain is cutting deep. Show me that I'm more than just a rapper. Show me that this life that I've been working on is meant to be more than just a disaster. I hope this message I'm sending is flowing up. All right, that was I Don't Want It by Hobson. This is Chris Noel, Fade Away. Here we go. Karambe, times are growing wild and no Deontay. My country versus God is Mount Vesuvius versus Pompeii. It's hard for me to see through the fog of their apathy. The will of God don't match up with their motives or their strategies. My people's self-awareness is the same as Gilligan's. Searching for escape, though they trade shots like it's Wimbledon. The wind from their tip is throwing off my equilibrium. Try to guard my heart so it don't morph into obsidian. God, the asylum I'm fleeing to for my guidance. For my guidance. All right, that was Fade Away by Chris Noel versus Hobson's I Don't Want It. Who y'all going with? What you got? Um, I guess I'll go with the second one. Okay, what you got? I'm going to go Hobson. Hobson. Mm -hmm. What you got, Maya? Yeah, that matchup threw me off. Um, <laughs> it did. I'm just saying. Um, I'm a truth teller. Sometimes, sometimes my wife helps me with these. Honestly, she, Maya helps me with sometimes. Like, not this time. This I help you with that. Obviously, it didn't. Just keeping her name um, off this. So I'm going to toss. I wouldn't have done that one. Um... I'm going to go Hobson on that one. What you got? I got Hobson. Hobson, what you got? Um, Hops. Hops. Hobson. All right, that's Hobson, 1-0. Um, okay, so... Kev is not in the corner. He is online. What's up, Kev? <laughs> Kev online. Kev online. <laughs> Kev online. <laughs> All right, so Hobson got that one. That's 1-0 right now. 
right, we're going to start off with, um, we'll start off with Chris Noel this time. This is called Raise the Bar, Volume 1. Here we go. You now surfing with Wakanda's finest On my nimbus flying with my worries Lay bad like recliners Golden touch like a Midas I scribe fire on papyrus Raise the bar the highest So the biters can't reach where the mic is Licorice excellence with maximum effort If the flow don't do it, boy I guarantee you the wordplay will get you Big as a road as small as the ocean I'm complicated Smash those opposing and they sleeping like Odin Intoxicated Drunk off that bottle full of inclusion Moody and bougie Put me in the boonies with goonies While they popping their tooties I give a dang about your jewelry yeah. That calls a fool of your two three yeah. I came to slaughter like Uzi Whether you ready or not like Fuji all right, that was Raise the Bar, Volume 1 by Chris Noel, um, and this is Twisted by Hobson. The new planet, look at my ego, was on Eiffel. This argument off, I ain't really gonna see no high road. Man, hot, why you seem so spiteful? Stepping on, looking like FIFO, FIFO. Get used to my types of ways when enemies got a price to pay. I don't really fit in with none of you. Again, when I'm near you, I feel like I'm better with a microwave. I'd much rather be at home all alone by myself. Yup, I'll get support, I can buy myself. Yup, I'll be the real reason why I melt. Yup, y'all get around me and I'm my wealth. Yup, I don't need anyone's sideline help. No pain in my eyes every time I yell. If I don't relax, then my mind might swell, but I guess that's life, oh well. So here's my hypothesis. What? Uh, that was Twisted by Hobson versus Raise the Bar, Volume 1, Chris Noel. <coughs> Who y'all going with? What you got? Second one because of the beat. The beat. I'm going to go Chris Noel on that first one. What you got, Maya? I got Hobson. Yeah, I got Hobson as well. Once a Christian hip-hop artist as well. Right? Once upon a time. <laughs> he it? was going down that direction. He, and then I mean, what, I think something when, happened in his when life. When you arrive, though, you know? <laughs> um, so I got Hobson. What you got? Hobson, what you got? Ooh, um, I want to go with Hop, but I I like how Chris flipped the um. That's the Kendrick beat. All the stars joint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I give it to Chris. I give it to Chris Noel. Well, it didn't help. Hop's and still one. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> when you count, you know how to count on side. No. Are you count online? Okay. It's uh, Hobson. Hobson. So it's four to two. Four to two. So it's two zero right now. Yeah, Hobson. All right, we're gonna start. Um, we we start off with the Hobson start. No, Hobson this time. Picasso. Here we go. Hollywood, Hollywood, oh how I love you. I cannot seem to break through from this curse that I've been stuck to. I came in as a little man, but now I'm grew. Today's the day our ties are finally cut loose. Fuck you. Uh oh, it's my trifle. And pulling up like high guys are back. I'm so up that I can't get down. Gotta skydive from that. Won't see the day I might relax. I ain't never been a nice guy. In fact, y'all wishing I would try a nice rap. Sorry, I ain't got the right mind for that. Look how Cody is pipping just like HOV is y'all and beyond saving my rhymes. Stay inappropriate. This is just how my show. Right, that was Picasso by Hobson. This is uh, Flame On by Chris Noel. For the crown, like my time is wrong. Hold up, watch you aiming at. You dealing with a pyromaniac, dripping like the fluid off my pen pad. Break the beat in half when I bend it back. Cloud surfing in the old city. Yeah. Eagle status like a red feeling. Yeah. Mo drive than a Chevy. Hit me, see the grind in me, got the flow gritty. Woo. Took an L, but I come back with a vengeance. I'ma never pull a repeat. Woo. May hit the ground, but I come back with a blue flame in the place of my defeat. I'ma wrap around like a drive through plus 66 when I slide through. Uh. Trying to beat like a typhoon, then cut the blood in no fire. Flying like I'ma never land again. Uh. Skywalk. I that was flame on Chris Noel, Picasso Hobson. Who y'all going What'd with? What you got? The second one. Second one. Flame on. Okay. We, we know. What you got? <laughs> Chris Noel. Yeah, I got Chris Noel on that. What you got? Chris Noel. Chris Noel. What you got? Chris. Chris. All right. That's 5-0 wash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Water. All right. So it's what? 2-1? Yep. 2-1. All right. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Blessing Report said next week y'all need to do Kanye line for line so we can ride the SEO. <laughs> 
What's the Because this album come out next week. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know about. SEO. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ruslan, search engine up. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, this is okay. That's four. All right, um, this is Hobson first. Did we do Hobson? First? No, we did. This is Chris Noel. Straight up. All right, that was straight up. Chris Noel, this is Hobson. You should have known. The carcass is glued to the front end. I'm fucking up cruising the deserts. I leave them with crucial concussions. Who getting punished? Take off your jewels and then run it. I'm acting the fool in the public. Check out the drip. I keep the juice in the oven. Life is an everyday struggle, but keep to yourself, homie. You shouldn't butt it. Who's interrupting? You should have knew I was coming. I'm a gamble like dice roller. Hit it blindfolded. Been a fool. My mind's golden since middle school had psychosis. If y'all see me outside roaming, then I probably wouldn't leave those blinds open. I'm known to hit like a side. And that was You Should Have Known Hobson versus Straight Up Chris Noel. You know who he would be a good match NF? with? Nope. Oh. Mouthpiece. Who? Listen to him again. Mm. He got a mouthpiece feel to him, especially mm. on that last one. What you got? The first song. First. What you got? Chris Noel. Uh, toss on that. What you got, Mike? I got Chris on that too. Jeremiah's still confused about what I said. You talking about mouthpiece and yeah? Listen to Hobson. that last one again. That last verse, I felt what you was talking about. Yeah, it sounded like mouthpiece. Um, I got Hobson on that. What you got? Chris Noel. Chris Noel. What you got? Ooh, I think I'm gonna go with Hop. Yeah, <laughs> everybody tossing. What you got? What you got? What you got? <laughs> huh? Hobson. Hobson. So is it a toss then? Because it's yeah, it's a toss. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So no seven today. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. No seven today. Oh yeah, somebody's got to win. All right, we're gonna start off with. Um, Hops in this front time. It's called Ill Mind of Hops in Eight. Here we go. This a motherfucking journey we finna go through. If I ain't had so much to lose, I swear to God, I'll probably beat up and choke you. Yeah, this is that raw, right. that organic flow. You probably see up in Whole Foods. Shepherd made tempers. Something's fishy about you, Mr. D. Ritter. When I told you that I wanted new management, why the fuck you throw a fit and seem bitter? Why you catch an attitude whenever I question you battle my fucking percentages? I know why. Why? You've been bending it in your benefit. You're running around menacing. This is crazy. I'm telling all of my now you know how to get miracles attention in your raps talk about talk about healthy okay. living <laughs> talk about healthy uh <laughs> whole foods and <laughs> that's <funny. laughs> like yes <laughs> mm. that's ilman of hobson eight Hobson, this is um Bang Bang by Chris Noel. No need for me pulling the trigger to catch you, get popped by my lyrical strap. No spirit trap shooting, you get hit like 10 back hands when they smack you. What are they doing trying to push shackles above my wrist and ankles? Lyrical chance and donkey drop on, I'll swing and break you. Replace my mouth with a chainsaw, crank off, slice through, make a chunk of your flesh hang off. Nate Palm and my saliva. Quick with it like Alan Ivor, mark my sire, let them try it like cannons when I caught the fire before I feast some beats I try. Keeping Christ contains like putting a poodle collar on a lion, reaching draw back and never swallow whole limbs while I'm rhyming. Uh -huh. The flow catch them off guard like a sucker punch. Use it as 
That was Chris Noel Bang Bang versus Hobson's Ill Mind of Hobson 8. Who y'all going with? I'm going to toss. Yeah, right. What you got? <laughs> Chris Noel. Easy. Chris Noel, what you got? Chris Noel. Um, I'm going to toss that. What you got? Chris Noel, what you got? Um, Chris. What Chris Noel? Chris. Chris Noel. Two two. This is round six. Yep. Well, y'all want to go first? It's the last one. Hobson. Let Hobson go first. Yeah. I here's Hobson. The purge. It is me. It's finna be off the chain with a brand new delivery. Yeah. Try to get in my way. The feeling the rage to sit in my brain and then I blast you to smithereens. Please, I be crazy thrown on the back burner. Maniac purge in a rap server with a cat burglar who be committing mass murder. That's word of the G.O.D. in the game from the P.O.V. Begging they plead on knees. There'll be no peace. The D.O.G. I feed on beats. Wanna die? They can lean on me. No deal with us. U.P. I done built it up. You wish you was in the field with us. I'm the ill deal. Look at me grill niggas with me. Then I will erupt. Still we must remain calm. Nate Palm in my dang palm. I'm a dark villain like Lace Bond or Acom. Yo, Kev, <laughs> stop being a manager. Stop being a manager, Kev. You saw what he said. No, what did he say? So you know he has a new album. Stop being a manager, Kev. Oh, some of these songs and some of these songs off his new album. Stop being a manager. He's like, yo, my client, man. You gotta make sure you get his new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that was the Purge by Hobson. This is Power Source by Chris Noel. Clowns like Harley. My dark nights have me better like Christian. The game two-faced, even kids like Harley. Trying to make a boy freeze up like Victor. Came in the stain. They made a cane. Rain when I bang. They label me strange. Whipping like I bought with a cane. Harmon with a loaded cannon. Better stay in your lane. Claim the blood like Wayne. Shoot the main when I aim. The weapon of wooden. Separate the roof from the building. Cannonball size hole in the ceiling. I send still and level up to a million. Captain Rock first body. I'm killing. Critics all become a sword of the grilling. Underdog black Uzi Maki. Who can stop me? Poppy got me. No beef for Baji. I spew with Gabi. And meant the flesh. Take a knob like Uzi's Poppy. It was Power Swords by Chris Noel, The Purge, Hobson. This is the round. We go to round seven or not. Let's see what, what y'all got? got. Was the first Hobson? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hobson. Hobson, what you hey, got? Hey, man, I should have saved that toss. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to use. Oh, man. And Kev, oh, he gave man. me them three songs to use, too, sir. I'm not messing and? with Kev. I ain't looking down. I'm, I'm just going to vote. I'm going to go. Like, don't mess up. Yeah, I'm gonna go Chris on it. I, I was gonna go Hobson, but I'm gonna go Chris. You got to pray. You want Kevin to hang you out pressure. off a balcony? And make <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know. I just think that 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 rhyme scheme at the very last part of Chris song put it over. Okay, I'm gonna go Chris too. <sighs> I was. This would have been a toss part, yeah, because. Hobson was doing stuff in his other rounds that I wasn't hearing Chris do until now. Yeah. Playing with his his uh his flow, flow a little bit. Yeah. Not just fast or slow, but just like playing yeah. with the rhyme scheme a little bit. A lot of people saying we're in the seventh round. We're yeah, in the sixth we're, round. We're in the sixth round. And what's the score? Two two. two, two. So only only way it could go to seven is if we toss it again. Correct. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. Um oh. I'm gonna go Chris. I got Chris. What you got? Toss, what you got? I was going to use my toss. You're going to use it? Yeah, I use it. Okay. All right. So it's 2 1, Chris. Online? Somebody threw me off because it says seventh round online. No. Please threw me off. But it looks, looks like, like it's Hobson online? Chris. Is Chris uh-huh. online? Yeah. Okay, well, Chris. You sure? Because we that seven would look nice right now. <laughs> it would. Count it again. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a recount? Because they're close. They're close. Chris is starting to show me something. 
Hey. Huh? Who? Oh. Uh, we got time. Wow, he came back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, because Hobson, Hobson is good. Hobson was showing me some stuff in his earlier rounds, but Chris started catching up, which I knew because that's how you order them. But, um, so I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Now what, Kev? Is that, is that the song you heard when you tweeted what you tweeted? No, I doing the whole thing. I was like, wow. Tell him what you tweeted. I said, y'all need to stop playing with Chris Noel. Chris Noel's a beast. He can, he's, he's fire, man, like. He should be on everybody's list this year Yo, coming out. Where's Ruslan? Tweet at Ruslan. Um, where is he at? He was here when this thing started and then he went away, right? I need to see his votes round for round to see how he <laughs> how he votes on these things. That's real. Gonna call us out. Well vote. Round for round. I wanna see the votes, Ruslan. Go tweet at him right now. <laughs> Tell him to listen to it again. Vote. Round, round for, for round. round. He really just wants to He's tight. Just... I'm with Ruslan though. <laughs> I'm with him all day. Cause I I mean Chris Noel is a beast in this round, but I will challenge you to step up your production. Because I know you're a friend of the show, so I know you take it with a grain of salt. Step up your production, because I think so, I think this is where Hobson was, in my mind, was kind of edging you a little bit. Because um, his production had my head bobbing. Yeah. You know? And I think he produced all his stuff. So, so what I, I... Well, maybe. I don't know. What I would say is that the thing that I was noticing from Hobson... Because when Chris goes fast, it's like, okay, yeah. you got it. But it's the off-speed stuff that I would yeah. say work on. Because yeah. Hobson, when he was just rhyming the ta na ta na ta ta na ta na ta ta na ta ta na ta na that's where he was jumping ahead in my mind. But everything else, I think, was sharp. But so. you took it. I mean, this is excellent. You won. You straight up. took it. All right, man. Where's Ruslan? Tell him to come back in. <laughs> he was here. Tell him to come back. <laughs> I don't know if he's Where you at? I'm just playing. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Now, I'm in the field with track stars right now. I had a blessed time. Hopefully, you guys are listening. If you're not, then you're losing. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go.